What is going on? Welcome to episode 78, a special Monday Night Football version of Pub Sports Talk. Uh, game kicks off at 8.30, so toward the end of the podcast, we'll uh, break down some live scores and updates. But honestly, boys, it's Champa Bay versus New York. Are we really going to miss anything? Nah, probably not. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We're pumped up. Happy Turkey Day, Turkey Week, all that stuff. That's why we're recording on a Monday instead of a Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Hey, we're going to do the damn thing. We got NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, pros, ups and downs, spud to studs, favorite Thanksgiving moment, all that wonderful stuff wrapped up in this one-hour podcast. We're going to break into it. Uh, Watchers, you got a chance to win $100 right now. Go to the chat. Tell us. Who's going to win tonight's game and what the score is? I'll send you 100 bucks cash money. Pretty good deal, right, boys? Get into the can, I, can I do it? Yeah, dang, boy. Hey, <laughs> might as well, right? Logging hey. in under not Devin Slate. <laughs> yeah. Use Tim's burner account that he keeps forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, let's dive right into it. We got to start with hoop action. Malice in the Palace 2.0. LeBron James throwing bows in the paint, cutting people up. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Simmons, is that his name, I think? Gets busted up under the eye. Looks like just World War III has happened. Um, both benches clear. Russell Westbrook chipping in the background. Uh, both LeBron James and Isaiah ejected. Get him out of there. Uh, but, Devin, you said you kind of want to talk about this. I'll let you kind of start off here. Uh Big NBA show. This is the only thing we're talking about NBA. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't really have a lot on this. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell happened. And so I saw. Obviously, saw the clip of the bow, which kind of was like a spinning back fist almost. <laughs> and then it looked like LeBron was trying to say sorry. At least that's what everybody's playing it off to be. But I just. I, I'm really confused because I feel like that's just like. And on one hand, I'm like, yeah, douche move, LeBron. But, like, on the other one, I'm like, I feel like I've seen – I've thrown high bows in basketball. I've gotten high ball bows thrown at me in basketball. But I just – like, where's the etiquette? What's the line? Is it, like, when you start bleeding, that's when you get mad? Or Like, I'm sure you, you pull up any highlight of this guy. He's going to have a, a high bow somewhere. Yeah. I'm with it. It's part of the game. You know, I, and if you watch it, and obviously, if you slow things down enough, it always looks intentional. But game speed, I mean, he kind of he's up and he's coming down. I think it just hit him in a sweet spot. And I mean, shit happens. It's a game. You got to move on. Hell, we're we're sitting here with one of the most intense bow throwers of all time, and Tim Farner. But that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm known for throwing those puppies high. But that was actually, believe it or not, first thing I saw. I was rowing this morning. First thing that pops up is the hit. And it goes in a slow motion, and, and I get I get the game time decision or the gameplay, but it to me it clearly looked like his fist hit him. It wasn't his elbow. Am I just not seeing that right? Or I thought the same thing. Like it clearly. I, I thought yeah. it was just like a, that's what I'm like spinning back fist. It looked like he just like threw that fist. Kind yeah. Of now, now at at no point in my. Uh, long tenure of throwing elbows in basketball have i extended my elbow to then hit someone with my fist um it yeah you can see that he's kind of apologetic or whatever but like that's that's crossing the line i mean that's not it didn't look like a bow it looked like the back of his knuckle hit him and and i don't know it uh 
it fired me up in the morning. I think I rode an extra thousand <laughs> meters that morning. I was like, all right, let's go. Um, yeah, one of those weird things where I think LeBron should have got his ass kicked, but that's just me. No, yeah, for sure. And also, <laughs> you think you think the most athletic person in the world would be able to control their body a little bit better if it wasn't intentional, you know? Absolutely. There's a huge difference, you know? Are we saying LeBron's dirty? He's a dirty player? You know what? You get one free pass. If anybody can tell me any other time that he's been dirty, then we will consider him a dirty player. I feel like you get one. Okay, so this is like a hall (laughs) pass. He gets a hall pass here. Yeah, I feel like you get a hall pass. All right. I mean, Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect lost his in the first play that he ever, was ever in. <laughs> he, was, he was down 30 by the, the halftime. It's, it's, hey, it's not his fault the game changed around him. All right. <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> uh, Fitz, anything to add to this wonderful conversation? No, I was just rewatching it. Um, you know, LeBron, he reacted right away. He kind of gave like the my bad. And I, and I think that gets him off the hook. It's just the fact that he immediately was like, like, no, I didn't mean to do that. I'll give him the benefit athletes. of the doubt. Athletes yeah, just teach your athletes. Say, hey, say, throw the bow. Bad. But as soon as you say, my bad, yeah. yeah hey, you were good. We're good, ref. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, this this kind of sparks a conversation. Uh, you know, Andrew Price, uh, he wanted to know who's our most intimidating current NBA players. He wanted current because he thinks all time we would get zero current guys in there probably. Um but current NBA players, anybody that's super intimidating, like you would not go throw hands with. Because look at the replay. It looks like Simmons waited for people to hold him back and then pursued LeBron a little bit more. Um, so it looked like he was not really about that life. And LeBron obviously saying my bad wasn't about that life either. Who knows what happened? But in your guys, most intimidating current NBA player. I mean, are there any? You, you know, I mean, LeBron. Hell of a question. Yeah. No, I mean, it's too nice, right? I mean that, now, I mean if he turns like into like a like a villain, yeah, maybe that's pretty scary. That's a big yeah. dude. Yeah, the same thing with Dwight Howard. I came to mind. I was like, man, that's a big dude, but he's he's too damn nice. Anthony Davis, big dude, too nice. There's just no yeah, more Ben Wallaces yeah. in this world. Exactly. I was yeah. trying to think who are your rim protectors. Right. At this point, it's just a different game. Uh, I, I guess maybe maybe Jokic. Just because his family ties might scare the shit out of me. You know, his brother <laughs> sitting in stands. I don't know, but yeah. Who's I that really who's that know. one guy in the goldfish commercial or goldfish cheese? It's oh huge Bobo? guy. Yeah, yeah, whatever his Boban? name is. Bubbin, yeah. <laughs> He's you know, I don't I don't I don't know what his name is, but intimidating looking. That is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I mean NBA players are scary as hell, but but there's the game's changed. There's really nice now. Um I mean, there's no. There's I don't no know. Delonte physically, maybe Giannis. I thought about Giannis. That. Yeah. I mean, the dude's got bowling balls for shoulders, so. Yeah, he could literally probably just palm your head and pick you up. For sure. Maybe like Andre Drummond, or what do you think about like Embiid? Do you guys even think he's intimidating? Embiid might be a good. Actually, yeah. Embiid might be good. It's like how you can't defend him. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and that's kind of where I put Giannis. It's like, they're coming down the lane. There's just no stopping them. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Sorry, Price. No, we don't really have a great answer for you. Yeah. Just no more Meta World pieces in this. In this There's game. no more Shaqs or Charles Barkley's in the league. No yeah. more Dennis Rodman's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rodman would scrap and then get your face tattooed on him <laughs> just for shiggles. Uh, all right. Let's just expand this conversation, draw it out even more. All time, you get one person to represent you in a boxing match, NBA, all time. <laughs> street fight. Bump it. Street fight. Uh, I'm taking Tim's. Ben Wallace. I'm doubling down. I mean, you can't. What's more intimidating than Ben Wallace doing 60 pound curls before a game and every vein in his upper arm are just bulging? Like, I can't name someone better. Yeah. I'll take Wilt Chamberlain. They mm-hmm. they just released like Wilt Chamberlain's highlights from like years ago. I don't know how they like one were able to just find them and then two like just put them out there. But that dude, I mean, it, and maybe it's because of his era, there was really nobody, but that dude was intimidating. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like nobody else was on his level. And the stuff he's doing he could be doing it today. Like if he, if Wilt Chamberlain played today, he would be the most intimidating player on the yeah. court. All right. I've got to make a Frankenstein to beat you guys here. I've got to go Shaq's body, Larry Bird's mentality. All right. That's not allowed. Larry Bird's just, you know, he'll do anything. And then Gilbert Arena Street. No court, good Larry He's Bird. bringing guns everywhere, baby. Gilbert Arena. Shooting in the court, off the court, baby. Let's go. Green light. <laughs> Tim, what what haircut Ben Wallace are you going with? It's got to be the fro. I mean, it, it him with the dreads are yeah. scary, like on the court. But like when the fro is free, he yeah, feathered. He, he, play, he played free. Fear, fear the fro, <laughs> man. It was crazy. Oh, I just wish he dre- left the pick. The in dreads there. is pretty intense. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it had to be fro though. Let it loose, baby. Yeah. It's dangerous. Youngins, go learn, go learn about these guys. Uh, let's move on to hockey. Islanders open up a brand new stadium, UBS Arena. Uh, it, you cannot tailgate in the arena, though, because it shares a parking lot with uh, uh, the horse track right next to it. And so uh, they don't want any tailgating going on. But it has 17 bars inside of it you can watch the game from. No matter season ticket, general admission, doesn't matter. 17 bars. I mean, this place... It's going to get rowdy. It's the Islanders, so you already know they're coming hot. Uh, now you add 17 places to buy a $17 beer. Let's go. Uh, hate to see no tailgating. I'm a big tailgate guy, but uh, this arena, apparently state-of-the-art, it's like the first stadium to be created post-COVID, so it's got all this ventilation in there to kind of help circulate fresh air. And I don't know. There's a lot of science behind it. Tim, you could probably know more about it. Uh, but it is pretty dope to see them open it up last night. I'd like to know a statistic, like how many cities in the United States have less bars in their town than than that arena? Like, I'd just be curious. <laughs> I can name two off bat, Pilot Mountain, Mount Airy. <laughs> Boone. Yeah. Like, what percent of the country has less bars in their town than that stadium? It's just kind of crazy. That's wild. I'm, I'm still like I'm still pissed that they're not doing tailgates. So, like, that's that's part of the fun about like not playing a sport, right? Yeah, the tailgate. Yeah, 
I'll tell you at a kickball game. I don't care. Absolutely. Church League softball tailgate. (laughs) Oh, what about Reverend? (laughs) Oh Lord, Father Fitz. Hey, I got a brood. I got a brood tonight. So hey, let's go. Uh, yeah, I just want to call that like awesome for them. Sucks they can't tailgate, but at least they're trying to take care of it inside. I just hope their prices aren't outrageous and astronomical. But uh, and Zach Bernard watching along with this. He wanted Kobe as an intimidating force, which the mama yeah. mentality, he ain't going down without a fight. That's true. That's true. I don't hate that good, take, Zach. Good call, Zach. I, yeah. Good I one. wasn't thinking like athletic fear. I was thinking just like actual fear. Actual fear. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good answer there. Uh, all right. Let's move on to a little college football here. And we got to talk about the big news. Dan Mullins. Fired. The man just made the SEC championship a year ago. Played Bama the closest out of any other SEC team. Done. Fired. Get him out of here. Wild, wild time. Now, yes, Florida has stunk this season. They've been terrible. Missouri beat them overtime Saturday. I think that was the nail in the coffin. But, I mean, he made the SEC championship game a year ago. And he's fired. Wild, wild time. I don't know if we've hey. touched on this. Oh, go ahead. No, you're, you're, you go ahead. I was, was going to say, I don't know if we've touched on this before, but like there's so much more pressure on college coaches than the pros. And it's so weird. Like it's counterintuitive. Yes, you would think that, you know, being at the highest level, the coaches would have the most pressure. But man, like these college coaches, just like you said, Parker, like SEC championship last year. And axed, done. Like, it's incredible how much power can be behind some of these big schools that are making a lot of money and a lot of people aren't happy. And big wallets, you know, get things done. So it's so interesting how that dynamic plays out. Again, Tim, I was thinking of this last week. We were talking about, we were talking about awards for NFL. And we were talking about coach of the year. And... I'm even curious with some of the coaches in the NFL, they've got, you know, five, six losses, but they're starting to string together some wins. Like, you know, Mike Zimmer could be, could be your coach of the year or Ron Rivera could be your coach of the year in the NFL, but like college, you lose one game. You're, you're on the hot seat. You lose two games. You're really on the hot seat. And like, Oh, you can be like LSU. Oh, third game. Oh, you're done. You know, it doesn't matter that you've won a championship. And it's so weird. It's just like the margin for error in college. You're exactly right, Tim. It's like there's no there there's no grace for it. It's just like, nope, you're done. You you lost. Nope. We gotta be Bama and we gotta be undefeated. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm on my soapbox every week. Dang it. <laughs> Yeah, it's super strange. That I mean, but like you got Coach O and now Mullen, uh, but that's about to be the hottest job in college football. Yeah, I mean that 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 is going to be ripe for the pickings, and I think that's probably where Florida's going with it. I mean, I, to be honest, like I'm not a huge coach follower, but I'd never heard of Dan Mullen. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anything about him. 
he's not like that big name. Like you get a huge name in there and he could go one and 12 and they'd be like, Oh, but that's, uh, that's Saban's second son from his third marriage. You know, like the name, the name. And not to mention in a few years, you're going to have dual sport athlete, potentially Folger Boaz, East Surrey's starting quarterback and starting pitcher there got offered a few weeks ago. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Well, but it the account. Now, Dan Mullins was at Mississippi State when they made the run. They had Dak. And so that's how he kind of sprung, you know, into fame there and then took the Florida job. But let, let's think about this real quick. LSU, vacant. USC, vacant. And Florida, vacant coaching jobs. Some of the top three programs together, 18 national championships in football alone between those three programs. I mean, hmm. big name schools. And if you don't win, you're out. Just wild, wild, wild. Uh, and I have to – we haven't bashed on ESPN in a couple weeks, so I've got to bring it forward. Reading ESPN Plus article – I don't know why I play for Plus or pay for Plus, but whatever. Um, Adam Rittenberg, he's like, the next Florida coach. List every single major college football coach besides Kirby, besides Saban. I'm like, dude, get the hell out of here. He named Ryan Day. He named Michigan State's uh, coach, Tucker. Uh, he named – James Franklin from Penn State. I'm like, dude, these guys are not going to take this job probably. What? Come on. What are we no, doing? No. It's because ESPN's fake journalism. That's right. You got to read Charlotte Woo! Observer and the and the real stuff. Yeah. Turn it on, Fit. Shout out to <laughs> Scott Fowler. I read his column every week on the Carolina Panthers. He's phenomenal. Scott, let's get you on, brother. Let's do it. Send him, Fitz, send him money. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh Billy Napier, Louisiana's coach, is, is one that, that I believe could take this job. Uh, you know, making that progression from Louisiana to Florida, I think that could help him um, extremely. And he's been really damn good. Dave Clawson, Wake Forest's coach, the rise of Wake Forest. Maybe that's another guy to take one of these big three jobs. Um, but these other big big names from big schools, I don't see them touching it. I think they're pretty happy with where they're at right now. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. The only thing that you did crazy was say rise of Wake Forest. Any Wake Forest fan knows it's Wake the Nation, baby. Sorry. My apologies. I didn't know. Uh, back off, Parker. Sorry. <laughs> I'll just throw up my seats for Clemson. All right. Anyways. Ooh. <laughs> Let's talk about some college football now. Uh, rivalry week. Week 13 of college football. I'm excited for this. Rivalry games are popping off. I, I had to pick the top five in no particular order here. You could probably list another five or 10 games here. that are going to be pretty damn good. You got number 12, Ole Miss, number 25, Mississippi state playing Thanksgiving, the egg bowl, uh, infamous guy lifts up his leg for Ole Miss. Actually, he's taking a dog piss and then Ole Miss ends up losing the game. Uh, number four, I think since I'd be ranked four, I hope tomorrow night playing at ECU black Friday, that could be a game. Raphael, we had him on Saturday. He's picking ECU to upset Cincinnati. Hot, hot take. Number three, Ohio State at number five, Michigan. The game. No, nothing has been bigger for Jim Harbaugh except for this game. This is going to tell me, does he keep his job or not? Oregon State, Oregon, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Any of those games we look really, really forward to. I, mean, I was going to say about oh. I was, I was just going to say. say <laughs> you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm going to go get another beer. You, you just Jinx. Um. No, I was just going to jump in and say that that Michigan State-Ohio State game was such a disappointment. Like, like you know, it just – it it was so 
is just irritating that we watch this happen every year in the Big Ten. It's like someone has a chance. Like, oh, Wisconsin, un- Wisconsin's undefeated. Or somebody has a chance. And it always just crumbles. And Ohio State just walks in. So I'm not, I'm not even touching Jim Harbaugh. He's, there's no chance. It's Ohio State's. It's already, it's already theirs. Sorry, Devin. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're good. You're good. No, I agree with that. I think I think Harbaugh is going to blow it. I, don't, I think Ohio State's extremely high right now. Uh, but what I was going to say is Cincinnati. Man, I I didn't root for him at first, but I'm rooting for him a little bit. But I swear to God, if they go in there and blow it and just get absolutely destroyed – you have literally single-handedly ruined it for every single non-Power 5 school <laughs> ever. There will never be another another Cincinnati hopeful. Yeah, you're absolutely blow. right. You're absolutely right. They have to go out there and at least compete, make it close. you got to make it close. you got to put up – if, if Ohio State goes out there and beats you by five touchdowns, all, all group of five schools are going to be – getting the, the back end of that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I mean, Cincinnati kept a three-point game against Georgia last year. Pretty phenomenal. Can it be done against this Georgia team with this Cincinnati team? You know, touching on uh, Evan's point about Ohio State, Michigan, I was looking, and if uh, this website's correct, last time Michigan actually beat Ohio State was 2011. Um, talking about the pressure on college coaches, if if they don't get it done, if Harbaugh if he, if Harbaugh doesn't get it done this time, I, I truly don't know how much longer he's got at Michigan. Like he, he's got to get it done, and I don't think it's going to happen. But kind of sucks. But yeah, he can win as many regular season games as he wants. If you don't beat Ohio State, you don't play for the Big Ten championship. You don't make a, a playoff appearance. What good is it to you? I, I'm with it, Tim. He's got to win. Since 2011, 10 years. We're going on 10 years. OH has been dominating the game. I would argue that that's probably one of the bigger factors in getting coaches fired. If you lose to your rival, like your most hated rival, 10 years in a row, that's, that's ridiculous. Like if we lost to Georgia Southern 10 years in a row, I would be up there with a pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. If you, if yeah, if you lose to your rival or you lose to a bottom feeder like a Vanderbilt or Mizzou, you're done, dead. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, any other game we we find interesting? Anything we want to talk about from last week college football? I know we typically say that for Saturdays, but just want to throw it out there. Hey, AP, stop putting shade on my boys. Put them in the top twenty-five. Damn it. Let's go. You heard us, AP. Coming for you. Uh, With the yeah. pitchfork. Hey. Razor we, blades and lemon juice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we did that on a shirt. Uh, hey, hey we're, we're East Champs. Uh, Ab State's playing in the Sun Belt Championship. Life is good for us. Now we has got to go beat Louisiana. And, and shit, boys, you never know. We might. New Year's Six. Huh? There's there's too many group of fives in front of us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Too way too many. Yeah. Unfortunate. Oh well. uh, let's turn to college basketball before we move to the NFLs. Big games in, in. I had to pick the top three here, starting with tonight, moving in, or sorry, Tuesday, moving into uh, Sunday. But you got number one Zaga versus number two UCLA tomorrow night. That's going to be one hell of a game. Then you got number 23, UConn at number 21, Auburn the next day. And then Friday, number seven, Duke at number one, Zag. I mean, marquee matchups. Zaga, what in the conference, out-of-conference schedule you got going on here, playing some tough, tough-ass opponents. They don't care. They're not backing down. They want to prove they're number one. That's that's incredible. <laughs> I, I, did, I had no idea that, that those games were even happening. Yeah. Go, like You know what? If you – Talk the talk, baby. Get out there and win some man. That's right. That's right. I mean, one week, <laughs> less than five days, you're playing a top ten, two top ten opponents. Jeez. Yeah, it's a good test for Gonzaga. They've only played and pulled up their schedule. They played Texas, but other than that, they haven't had a true test this year. So it'll be good if they we'll see if they stay atop this Thanksgiving weekend. I I think there's a potential upset brewing. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, anything to add to it? Uh, I'm going with the mustache. Go Zaga. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong. Tim, Every time I see that oh, guy, mustache. I think of I, love it. I think of Timmy from uh, um, South Park. What? <laughs> his last name. <laughs> his last name is Timmy. When he goes, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> what in the world? All right. Uh, NFL time, boys. Let's do it. Hey, big, big games this weekend. Uh, Obviously, you still got tonight's game, Bucks, Giants. And I said earlier, maybe I'm premature on this, but you've got Buccaneers and Giants. Bucks should win, right? On paper, they need to win. They should win. It's nice and easy for them. If we've learned anything this NFL season, I don't think that's the case. I think the dogs like to win this season. It's been crazy. Uh, but any game that really stuck out to us from this weekend, Ravens beat the Bears with our backup. <laughs> that was big, yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson out with an undeclosed illness. It's not COVID, so maybe just stomach bug. Maybe he doo dooed on himself again. Who knows? But <laughs> Lamar said now. Confirmed. <laughs> Paul Pierce, that is. <laughs> um, there's one. So I'm sure you guys saw the highlights or whatever. I watched the Dallas Chiefs game, and I, I don't know why I watched the Dallas game. Oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> Terrible game. I had one big gripe, though. Uh, I think it was – I can't remember at what point in the game it was, second or third quarter. Um, Dallas – I believe Dallas punts it and Kansas City re receives it or something. And Basically, there was a face mask and then a subsequent taunting call off this play. But they didn't call the face mask. And the face mask was on a Chiefs player. So everyone in the Chiefs stadium is going nuts – that their player got a taunting flag, but 
there was no face mask. They went, the refs, which I think was the right thing or the right call since it was so blatant, the refs went back and they neutralized the call. They said, okay, that was a clear face mask. Uh, uh, Al Rivera, I think that's his name, right? Yep, yep, that's his name. They literally got on the broadcast and he was doing everything but bashing them for going back and calling the face mask. And he's like, you know, you're 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 pretty much opening the door here if you go back and review these subjective calls like this. You can't do it. And I'm like, that's what's wrong with what's happening. You're missing all these calls that you could easily say, okay, that is that is a blatant call that caused the taunting. You're you're so focused on the taunting and then the the reaction to the taunting you know you don't want players to fight each other that been taunting each other all game but what about what causes the taunting and it was so infuriating that he was kind of bashing the crew like man they i don't agree with it it's you're opening pandora's box no the game's changing evolve you old man we need more robots than this shit okay? <laughs> like, like why have replay if you're not yeah. going to use it like what like i get it slows the game down but like that call would have put them almost in the goal line versus it neutralizes the call like big big difference for the drive so it, that just drives me crazy how he's bashing it like no you need to be for it and you say good job we need more of that correct the calls yeah i i gotta say um so this year has been really unique because i think this is the first year they're they're utilizing an official who their only job is to like watch like the the tv footage and they, I don't know if you've noticed this, there's been less like TV timeouts or like challenges because they will go to their ref on the sideline. They'll be like, was it a catch? And they'll say no. And then they'll make the call. They'll be like, incomplete. So they've been, or they'll even change the call. Like they'll say incomplete. Wait, did he catch it? And then they'll go, wait, 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 he caught it. So they are working on getting quicker. So I just wanted to piggy, I just wanted to give Tim a hard time there. Uh, yeah. I, they, think, I think they are trying to to make the game better in that aspect. And I think Tim's gripe, I don't mean to put words in your mouth here, is not with the NFL, it's with Rivera. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm all for that group of officials going back and saying, Yeah, that was a blatant face mask we missed. Look at the big screen right here, and it shows it. Like he literally grabs his face, takes him to the ground, and then rips his helmet off. And it's like, how are you going to bash the crew for going back and saying, yeah, that's a neutral call. Let's cancel them out. Like, that just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's talk about some of these scores real quick. The ones that jump out to me. Colts spanked the Bills' ass. 41 to 15. I mean, just drummed them. Uh, and then you got the Texans beating the Titans. Two of the top AFC, AFC teams going down to people who – shouldn't have been close honestly uh, now yes the Colts are pretty much heavily slept on but damn I mean I mean those two scores really jump out to me Bills haven't played anybody like you if you look at the Bills schedule they did get wins against they beat Kansas City but we know this is not the same Kansas City but look at their schedule and they really it's like they beat the Jets they beat I, I can't remember who they beat but it's like nobody so it, it is a question. I know last year we were talking about, are the Bills imposters? Are they not? And this year, I feel like we've just been assuming. It's like, oh, the Bills are they're top of the league. 
but I don't think they've had a true test. And this was one. And yeah, Jonathan Taylor just running all over them. So five just something, just something to keep an eye on. Like the Bills really haven't had a true test yet. So I don't know how good this team is. Yeah, it's a team that a lot of people thought, hey, they're going to win an AFC championship or at least be in the championship game. Uh, Tim, your Lions, three points away. Thought they had it. Yeah, the sad thing is I didn't watch the Steelers game and they didn't lose. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to watch this game. And it came close, I guess. And then I saw the final and I said, well, I mean, what will we do? As the Devin, great Devin Slate would say, woman do. Woman do. Woman do. Oh, man. Well, hey, let's move to the up and down list here. Uh, this one's kind of tough for me. You know, AFC, you got the Colts on the way up. Patriots keep winning. Chiefs find that joy, that love Mahomes is finding. Less TikToks, more fun. Uh, on the way down, you got the Raiders. I mean, that's an organization that's just in a toilet bowl right now on its way down. Titans and Bills, you. You lose to guys you shouldn't lose to on paper. You're on your way down. On the NFC, Vikings get a three-point win against Green Bay, uh, and they are trending in the right direction. 49ers continue to find ways to win. And then Philly stomping out the Saints. Way down, Falcons. DK Metcalf has had more hair colors than Saints – or sorry, than Seahawks have wins. And the Saints are also on the way down. Uh, did I get it right, wrong? Anything I should add or should I take out? I think you nailed it. Except I would put Washington trending up. I think Taylor Heineke is balled out two weeks in a row now. Yeah. Washington's they're they're trying to make a run. Yeah, I agree with that. But you nailed Philly. Philly's hot right now. Yeah. Didn't didn't Chase Young tear his ACL? Yeah, That's and like half that. half the front eight's out, I think, with injuries. That that pass rush that Ooh. we were so high on at the beginning of the season has I think injury bugs caught up to him a little bit. That's why I was a little hesitant, but shit, they win this week, clicking. we're in. Yeah, yeah. Heineke, is, he's the dude. Like, Fitz, Fitzpatrick to Heineke, man, what a great bridge that is. Because, I mean, Fitz Magic, he's grunt, he's grinding out. Heineke, he's the exact same, but 30 years younger. I will add um, the Dallas Cowboys trending down. <laughs> Shocker, right? Hey, I mean – they lost the last two games, and think of their wide receiver core. You have CeeDee Lamb out with a concussion. Um, is it Cooper that's out on COVID protocols? Like, Yeah. Like, they – Dak didn't look good against the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs def- – both defenses look great, but um, Dak didn't look good. I, I don't know. I just see him – you know, the, the spiral is continuing down the toilet bowl, and I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm well, ready to watch with popcorn. Caleb Morton and you, I, we got to get Caleb on one week and just let you guys just go at it. Because uh, he said this week, anything Tim says about the Cowboys, throw it out of here. It's garbage. It's trash. That's that's okay. That's a classic <laughs> Cowboys fan for you, you know. The <laughs> writing's on the truth. The writing's on the toilet bowl there, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're swirling big time. <laughs> so it's gone from mind crush to toilet bowl. All right. <laughs> I like the mind crush. You could tell every time they show McCarthy on the sideline, he looks like he's been mind crushed. He's just kind of sitting there like <laughs> he's so in the, in the shadow realm. It's crazy, man. Oh, man. Hey, coach of the year candidate. All right. Y'all thought no. I was crazy. 
thought I was crazy. No. Uh, all right. Anything else we want to add to it? Cool. Cool. Well, let's oh, move into. Great job, buddy. Thanks, sweetheart. Let's move into uh, one of our classics, Spud versus Stud. Ooh. For me, it's that man on the screen right there. Jonathan Taylor, five tutties. And he's not even a much of a spud. I think he was a sleeper to a stud this past weekend. A lot of people slept on him in that Colts offense. Jonathan Taylor's the real deal. He, he might win MVP for a running back. Dude is nice. The only, only one I've got is uh, Tyler Huntley for uh, mm. spud to stud. I mean, just stepped into Lamar's spot and, you know, led us, led us to victory, man. It's pretty big, pretty big. First career start is awesome. Yeah. See, I I thought of Spud the or uh, Stud the Spud would have been Justin Fields for me because I I thought Fields had it made to to have a good victory against the Ravens and he just played like ass the entire game. So it was I was like I don't know if it was so much the Ravens backup yeah. as much as it was like Fields just is absolutely. I thought Fields was gonna be rookie of the year at this point in the season, and he has not performed. It's Mac 10. I'm going to say my, let's see, what? wait, oh, stud to spud, Baker Mayfield. Like, like, I get it. I get, at first I didn't understand all the Baker hate, and then, like, like just sit out. Like, the Browns have to just sit him out. Like, he's got a lot of injuries. <laughs> he's clearly not playing well. Uh, just like in in I mean Detroit's defense isn't the greatest, but we made them kind of look bad, like real bad. So I don't know. And, and then my uh, spud to stud, I gotta give it to Cam. I know we kind of talked about it last week. Oh my gosh, Tim! Yo, look, <laughs> I like that. I like you, that. Thank you, Devin. Like Cam <gasps> Newton. Look at the stats just from the game. Like I know Washington won, and it was a great win for that team but like cam lost a starting job to a rookie quarterback and got cut and now he's throwing he threw a dime to mccaffrey that looked gorgeous like it just i don't know man the environment and just plays a big role in it but i got to give it to him again see my my spud the stud is taylor heineke that he just beat he beat tom brady he just beat the the mvp cam newton i just i got my eye on heineke i want to see how far he could take Washington, they could squeak into the playoffs. So that's the only reason I kind of scoffed at the Cam Newton choice there. Okay, okay. I can respect that. Back it up to the Cam thing. We may have already touched on it in previous weeks, but does it irk anybody else that everybody was like, get Cam out of here? And as soon as he's back, everybody's like, oh, love you. That, that's Panther fans <laughs> for you. I mean, oh yeah. Panthers, Panthers fans 101, baby. Yeah. That's fair weather. Very fair weather. Bear. Drives me crazy. Now, since we're talking about Cam, I, I've I've got to get your opinion. Is this it for Cam? Is this like, hey, I ain't going out like this. I'm gonna. He goes from blossoming to awesoming, something just incredible. Get a four year contract for the Panthers, or is this it? Is this his way of going out? I'm gonna trend in the right direction. I'm gonna show you. I still will go out on my terms and how I want to go out, and then I'm done after this year. I don't know. I mean, I think the Panthers are out of options at this point. I mean, Sam Darnold was a just a lame duck. 
And, you know, you've got somebody that has stepped into the role that obviously has been there before with the Panthers. Um, and if he continues to, to do well, I mean, I can't see a reason why they would let him go again. He's 32 years old. Injuries. You can't build a franchise around him, right? That's my only. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like the money ball game. So like the Packers had to do this with Randall Cobb. Is Randall Cobb got to the point? It's like how much are we paying him, and we're overpaying him. So we're gonna release him. The Texans get him, and then we realize, well, shit, Cobb's really valuable to this team, but the Texans are only paying him. Blah blah blah. So we'll offer him. You know, it's like is like Cam Newton was getting. They were gonna have to pay him way more than his value. Like after that MVP season, Super Bowl, his cam wasn't worth it. But now he's this unwanted free agent. And it's kind of like, well, this guy's actually better than our options. Like Devin's kind of right, is they were just they're out of options. And I think Cam was like a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, this is our guy. So it's a very interesting situation. Like I think. I think it's going to be – it is Cam's last chance. Like, it, it's it's ride or die. <laughs> but he's produced in two weeks. Like, he's played well. So, I think you have to stick with him at this point. I think you just have to say, you know what? This, this project didn't work with Sam Darnold. Teddy Bridgewater was kind of a dumb decision in hindsight. Like we have Cam back and we can pay him. Like it's it's not like a he's not gonna sign for thirty three million dollars or something crazy like that. It, so that's where it's a it's kind of luxury. It's like oh, like we have Cam yeah. and our star is is Christian McCaffrey. And I I don't mean just for this year. Obviously, Cam's your guy. He's he's twenty times better than Sam Darnold. I've said it. He's he's better than a lot of starting quarterbacks in the league right now. But next four, do you sign him for a four-year contract? Is he worth that four years, or is he just worth this one year? It's too early to tell. I think you got to see how the rest of the season plays out. Yeah. But even um, at this point, I'm like, I, I think he's your guy. I, mean, I think 36-year-old Cam is going to be better than any second <laughs> True. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I mean, we've this is the same old song and dance, right? So as soon as Cam gets in a slump, Everyone's going to be talking about his crazy outfits and how he needs to get out of town. Like, it drives me crazy. I don't think the Panthers are uh, committing to any player, maybe outside of Christian McCaffrey long-term. Like, they are so first, and it's so needless. Like, they're so this season only. Like, uh, like Teddy. Like, you know, Teddy was doing great, and it was the same with Sam Darnold. When McCaffrey was in, they both played better. But, and I, I get it that they can't carry the team. And, and and who's to say if McCaffrey goes out, Cam might start showing the colors from before. And and I feel like it'd only be two or three weeks and people are going to say, oh yeah, Cam, this is it. This is done. Like Cam's done. Yeah. I, I just don't think the Panthers have that commitment in them. They don't. They're like a moody teenager. Bingo. Uh, With a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. <laughs> They signed him for one million, sorry, six million one year contract. So, I, yeah, I, I, this is the most we ever talked about the Panthers, probably most we ever will. So, Dominique, you're welcome, brother. More power to you, Evan Reap. More power to you, you're welcome. But, uh, 
Yeah. I do want to shout out Fitz for the money ball, the money ball uh take back there. He is and I was thinking about it, Cam to the Panthers is David Justice for the A's in the movie Moneyball. Yeah. Exactly. I tell you what, man, Fitz has watched Moneyball probably north of 50 times. <laughs> and the amount of like he just quotes it and just like references it. it is amazing. Dude, I I rewatched it the other day and I forgot just how much I love that movie. It's good. It's good. Best baseball movie ever? Nah. Field of Dreams. Close second. Yeah. I like it. All right, let's get into pick'ems here. Let's do the damn thing. Uh let me take away Mr. Potato there. Thursday night. Tim, it's your day. This is your week. This is your game. Detroit, listen up. Motor City, red those engines. Lions, Bears. Bears a favorite. Not for long, though. What do we say? What's the order here? Tim, this is your day. You take it. All right. I'm going Lions. I'm ready. Uh, oh, what's the quote? I'm definitely ready to be hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think Fields, he's my spud. I, I'm a, I agree. I think it's Detroit's to lose at this point. So go Lions. Yeah, I, I'm 100% Lions. Thanks, guys. Baltimore's <laughs> defense. It's no slouch. Like, yeah, Fields had a bad day, but Baltimore's defense is damn good. Hey. Hey. We're this decent. Lions day. This is the Lions day. Give me that turkey leg. We're eating that thing off the bone, baby. Jared Goff gets the job done, or who the hell your backup is, I don't know. I, I do have a question for Tim. Yeah, bud. Where is Tim? Tim, <laughs> would, it, would you rather go like one win of the season, but you win on Thanksgiving, or would you rather have like not make the playoffs, but have like seven wins? That's a good question, Evan. Very thoughtful question. Um, so Thanksgiving and, and football have been in this dance together my whole life. All right. I would love for Detroit's only win to be on Turkey Day. Like, it would make my heart happy, and I could just live okay with that. Um, it rarely happens that we win on Turkey Day. <laughs> But it would it would exponentially increase my happiness on Thanksgiving. All right, everyone, pull for the Lions. Extra hard for this man. Do it. Send me your energy. <laughs> <laughs> About to spirit bomb the whole city of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! All right. Bills, Saints, Bills, four and a half point favorite. Overrunners at 46 and a half. Tim, take us away again. Oh, man. The Bills, trash. Their luggage. They're actually two, two crates of luggage. Get them out of here. Uh, we're going Saints. I'm really tempted to take the Saints. I Again, the Bills haven't had a real true test. We saw the Colts run all over them. The Bills just don't have a run game. That's the one thing they're missing, and I think it is killing them a little bit. But I just don't trust the Saints quarterback situation. So I'll take the Bills, but I think it actually is close. I'm going with the Saints. I think Kamara is going to do the exact same thing that Taylor did. 
Yeah. I mean, Bill's run defense has a lot of questions. They've got to get together here in the next week, less than a week. Uh, but the Saints just got drummed by Philly. Really? They're not even throwing batteries at Santa Claus yet. Uh, give me the Bills. I, th- I think they bounce back. The Saints are terrible. So this goes back to Fitz's theory that Bills haven't played anybody. Cowboys, Vegas, the other Thanksgiving team. team. Tim, maybe this is why you don't like Cowboys. They try to steal your spotlight on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's classic Cowboys. Um, <laughs> they just, gosh, it, it's the only thing that the Lions have. Like, come on, quit trying to be a jerk. Uh, we're giving it to the Raiders by a 1,000. I'll take Dallas. I think Kansas City is better than people are giving them. I think I think their defense has improved vastly the past four weeks. And I think Dallas is still pretty good. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. Oh, gosh, this is tough. I think I'm going to go for a tie. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a tie on Thanksgiving. That would – all right. <laughs> all right. Got to break the wishbone. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tim, I'm just waiting for the day you actually say the Cowboys are going to win. I don't think it'll ever happen. No. Cowboys win. I mean, come on. It, Raiders, it's a toilet bowl organization. Cowboys, they get the job done in Jerry's world. Philly, Giants, three and a half favorite Philly. Philly's trending up. Giants, kind of in limbo. Maybe trending down. Maybe not. Nah, definitely not trending up, though. 46 and a half is the over under. I kind of like your take about the game tonight, Parker. Um, Giants are getting their weapons back. And like we've said all year, it really hinges on Evans' boy, Daniel Jones. And if he can start delivering the ball and playing to the script without the turnovers, I think the Giants are a good squad. So I'm giving it to New York. I dropped Daniel Jones on my keeper team for Mike White of all all people. Are you officially off the train? I'm officially off the train. I announced that a few episodes ago, but – now you can officially. I am done. I'm done. He's with on that the white dude. lightning train now. Done with that man. Um, Philly. They've won three of their last four. I think they could win four of four or five of their last six games. They're pretty hot. They have a pretty favorable schedule, playing the Giants and Washington. I think they got the Jets at some point. So I'm gonna take Philly. They remain hot. Yeah. So this week's. Slam packed with games that nobody gives a shit about. Um, <laughs> and this is number. This is actually number three. This is the third worst one. With that it's, being said, just good. I was gonna say it's either games you don't give a shit about or it's really good games. But there's like nothing in between. There's it's no like between. either it's either like a oh shit matchup or shit oh, matchup. Shit matchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, I'm going with the Eagles solely because Hurts is my quarterback in fantasy, unfortunately. Hey, that's that's fair. Uh, yo, Adrian, give me the Eagles. They get the job done. I think Giants might blow their load tonight. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Titans, Patriots, New England, five and a half point five favorite, five and a half point favorite. Uh, Over under set at 44 and a half. Like Parker said earlier, the season's all about the dogs. Give me the Titans. 
Yeah, see, I don't like the I don't like that New England's the favorite. I picked New England. Again, this is an oh shit matchup. This is like this is really exciting. It'd be different if Henry was playing, of course. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones versus Tannehill. It's hard to give it to the rookie, but I'm giving it the Belichick and the defense. I just think they're scheming and he's just got this team playing really well. So I'll take New England. All hell, Adrian Peterson. Does <laughs> <laughs> it have the same uh, ring to Titans. it? No, Jeez. it does. Oh, man. This is this is one hell of a matchup. I'm with you, Fitz. Uh, you get Belichick versus Vrabel, player turned coach, played under Belichick. These two AFC matchups, this is going to be a damn good game. I'm excited for it. Man. No, it's going sleeveless hoodies, so not quite the sleeve hoodies that Belichick wears. I'm going Braves and the Titans. I think they bounce back this week. They get it done. Panthers, Dolphins, Panthers, one and a half point five, one and a half point favorite. Golly, 42 and a half over under. Mm. Give me the Panthers. <laughs> I'm also taking Panthers. This is number four on the ship. <laughs> But I'm, but I'm also going Panthers. You know, sweet. sweet. We should have a segment for uh, for Devin. You know how like Stephen A has a top five. We oh, should yeah. do Devin's top five of just just five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm damn boy. Uh, got some mouthwash here. That's what Carolina needs. They need to get the bad Washington loss out of their mouth. They need to refresh it. Give me Panthers. We're sweeping. Sweep. Don't ask me why I have mouthwash next to me. All right. Chapel Bay. Colts. Tampa Bay. Only two and a half point favorite. Colts. They're trending up, man. They're a damn good team. Over under set 51. Uh I'm going the Bucks. I've been burned a few times this year by the Colts. I, I you know they, they have these shining games and then other games they look like dung. So we're going with the Bucks. I'm actually taking Colts in this one. I, I like Jonathan Taylor. I think their defense is playing like they were last year. Wentz has settled in. Colts, is a, they're a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I'm going to keep riding them. Let's see what you did there. You're going to ride a Colt? Save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> and, after, and after whatever that was, I'm going with the Bucks. Uh, Indy's a tough place to play. I don't. Man, this is tough. Give me the Colts. I, I think Colts get it done, but it's close. <laughs> AFC North matchup: Bengals, Steelers, Cincinnati four and a half point favorite over under set forty six. Cincinnati won the first go around. They sweep Pittsburgh. Give me the Bengals and hammer the under. I love this matchup. Um, You know, Cleveland's also playing Baltimore this week. So I feel like someone's got to upset just in this AFC North rivalry week. I'm going to take the Steelers. I think they bounce back from a, a tough game against the Chargers. I, I think Roethlisberger 
just kind of puts Burrow back in his place for for a second year. Like Burrow, it's not quite yours yet. I'm I'm trying to fit in a gold jacket, so uh, I'll take Pittsburgh. Bengals by five touchdowns. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, hey, I I feel great. Giving my two Cincinnati beers here. We're stone cold and baby. <laughs> Give me the Bengals. It's not a sweep. We always lose when we sweep them. So, who day, baby? Thank you, Fitz. Not touching points, not touching all that. Just Bengals money line. Jags, Falcons. I got a fill in slate. I don't know. One and a half point favorite Atlanta is. I'm taking the Falcons. I mean, against good teams, they look really bad. But against bad teams, they look average. So <laughs> we're going to Atlanta. For everything Tim said, Atlanta. Oh, man. This is actually number two. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Uh, White's still playing for the Jets, right? Yeah. That's number two. <laughs> That's the only redeeming quality. <laughs> this game has no redeeming quality at all. This number one? Number one. This is number one. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, oh, man. God, I just, I do not care. Like, I have no stake in any of these fights. Um, we need the Falcons to win, though, right, Tim, for your bet? We do, yes. All right, let's go Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to dirty bird on them. Let's go Falcons. They need it. Timmy, you need it. Thanks. Just for you, sweetie. Matt's sitting here laughing somewhere. Yeah. Uh, probably in a pub drinking a vodka Red Bull. <laughs> just on a Monday. Just why the hell not? Let's get pissed right up. Let's get blitzed. All right. Jets, Texans, Texans, three-point favorite. I didn't watch the game, and I don't know how many mistakes the Titans made, but Houston won. They beat the Titans. Uh, I think that's more than the Jets have done all year. So give it to the Texans. I'll take Houston just because. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Mm. All right, Fireman, would be proud. You got White. You got Tyrod Taylor. They're playing for this. They're playing for a stack of cash here. Who's trying to prove that they belong in the league? Tyrod Taylor does. As long as no one punctures his lungs. Tyrod gets it done. Feel bad for that man. Chargers, Broncos. This is a game that, hell, it might be pretty good or it might be a blowout. LA, one half point favorite. I don't know what it is about that picture you got there of, of Teddy, but he looks he like a little funny. kid. <laughs> yeah. It looks like, really like, like a peewee quarterback or something. I don't know. <laughs> Like a little bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> so weird looking. Uh, uh, give me the Chargers. As long as they feed Eckler, I think it really opens up their game plan for Herbert to do a little Dyson. If they don't establish the run, they don't look good. So uh, give me the Chargers. Coach Farner with the hot takes. I like the Chargers a lot. They started off pretty strong, and then they kind of hit a little lull midseason. But I think they're back in stride, and I'd like to see them take the division over KC. So I'm going to take the Chargers. Chargers. Man, every time I think the Chargers are, like, trending up, 
they just do some dumb, dumb things. It just makes no sense. So for that reason, that reason only, I'm taking the Broncos. Rams, Green Bay. This is going to be pretty damn good. Green Bay, one and a half point favorite. You know, I hate to do it. I'm just kidding. We're going Rams. <laughs> yeah, we're going Rams. It'll be a close one, but Odell, we, we the Rams, they're going to be fighting the negative voodoo of Odell, but I think it won't be enough for the Packers to overcome them. So I'll say this. So Minnesota really exposed our zone defense, that our zone pass defense had been all the rave for the past few weeks, but Jefferson and Thielen just freaking exposed us. So I don't know. I mean, Cup right now, you know, we've talked about MVP candidate for Cup. I don't know if Odell can complement that. I mean, maybe, but I, I'm sure McVay has already looked at the tape and he's like, oh, we're going to do this. So I don't know. I don't feel good about this one. Packers, we're waiting to hear if we're going to get Bakhtiari back. We just lost Jenkins, Elton Jenkins, uh, ACL out for the season. So we need a left tackle. We, we are down two left tackles, but we need Bakhtiari back. Um, I think it just depends who we got in this one. I think if we have Jones and Bakhtiari, I think we can win. If we're without Jones, without Bakhtiari, I think it's Rams. So I guess I'm going to hold off on my call. I'll, I'll pull the uh, – who am I thinking of? Who's the college game day? Herb Street. I'm the I'm pulling the Herb Street. I'm not gonna I'm calling this one, so I'm not gonna make a pick in this one. <laughs> this guy. Well, after that that spill, <laughs> I, I think I think one of the Rams. <laughs> uh, McVay is undefeated coming to bye weeks. He's outscored his opponent eighty eight to thirty three. Uh, he's pretty dangerous coming off a bye. But he's got a new addition in the locker room. He's got a clown in that locker room. His name's Odell. It's a cancer that's killing the Rams. I'm taking him, though. You can't go against stats. He stays undefeated. I'll come off the bye. God, I hate clowns. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vikings, 49ers. This is going to be one of those games as well. San Francisco, two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think both teams are feeling themselves right now. I think they're both heating up. Um, ah, we're going the Vikings. Yeah, both teams are red hot right now. You know, I think I said a few weeks ago, I think the Vikings are going to win six of their last eight. They just beat the Packers. So that was one game they could have lost. I think they win six of their last eight. They're a good team. They've been in every game. I'm riding with Mike Zimmer. I'm taking the Vikings. I, too, will be taking the Vikings. Man. 49ers are at home, though. They've been pretty lights out at home. Skull gets clapped. Give me the 49ers. They get it done. AFC North, other matchup. Ravens, Browns. Ravens, four-point favorite. All looks like Lamar's back. He's healthy. He should be playing Sunday. All 
indications is that? Uh, what do we say, Tim? Hmm. You know, the Browns, the Browns, the Browns. You know, it wasn't too long ago they were doing Cleveland steamers everywhere. And as soon as Odell leaves, they just, it's like they're almost doing a record Cleveland steamer. So we're going Ravens. And truthfully, whether Lamar plays or not, I, I'm I'm going Ravens. Ravens got the win against the Bears. I thought that was key for them. You know, easily a game they could have lost to a team that was just pathetic. And they somehow found a way. <laughs> somehow found a way. So that's big. I think Lamar back. I I think they handle it. I think it's Ravens. It's already handled. Ravens. Uh, I mean, Cleveland fans are booing Baker and the Browns. He says, y'all got to toughen up. It's a blue-collar city. We don't do that here in Baltimore, uh, Cleveland. I think he's in for just a rude awakening. Baltimore fans are ruthless as well. Give me the Ravens. They get the job done. Or as I like to call them, the Ravenous. Heineke <laughs> taking on Russ. Seattle, still a favorite, though, two and a half points. I know I touched on it last week, but Russ, Russ just isn't looking hot. Uh, I think that, you know, it, we talked about it. Even if you're a pro athlete at this level, you still need practice. So um, I'm giving it to Washington. I'm taking Washington. I think I think Ron Rivera is getting this team in shape, and I think they got a chance to make a run as well. So go Heineke. Oh, yeah, 100%. Let's go Washington. <laughs> you about pulled a Jay Gray. <laughs> uh, Jay Gray said it twice last week. Uh, Jay Gray. I know. FCC was contacting us. Uh, let's go. Uh, you know, I can't believe it's the Monday night game. The, half of the other games we listed could have been a Monday night game. Uh, bad, bad decisions. I, man, I want to pick Heineke. I really do. I'm going to do it. Screw it. Let's go Washington. They get the job done. That's going to do it for our pickums. Let us know what we got right, wrong. Don't put any money on what we said because this NFL season has been draining my bank account so far. Uh, college football has kept me even, but other than that, it's been a struggle. Speaking of bets, let's move straight into it. Pub parlay. All right, anybody got a top bet for us this weekend? Pick me, coach. All right, you're up. Lions over the Bears, Thanksgiving Day. Let's go. Is that legal? That's legal. Let's do it. All right, doing it. Straight up. Straight up. I just randomly dropped my pen on my paper. Should I take the Giants over the Eagles or the Texans over the Jets? Texans over the Jets. Texans over Jets. That's my pick. All right. Just let the pin do the work. I like it. Kings to beat the Flyers Friday. You said the Kings? Kings. Kings to beat the Flyers. Hurricanes. The the Carolina Hurricanes. (laughs) Yeah. I got you. Ohio State, minus eight favorite. 
Give me Ohio State with the points. I think they blow out Michigan. Not even close. Over by halftime. Matt is taking Liverpool. I feel good about these bets. I honestly do. Was that a was that an English accent? <laughs> was it good? Was it good? I don't even. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not one. Then. It wasn't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's how you get out of that thing. All right, Jay Gray was on last week, uh, and she had a great question for us. Our top Thanksgiving Day moments in sports. Now, this is any sport you want. Primarily, we think of. Uh, NFL because that's what we all kind of watch there. But any other sport works for you guys. Any moment comes to mind when we think Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day 2012. The butt fumble. <laughs> so iconic. The best moment in sports. Tim, I hate to do it to you. Just do it. Peyton Manning throwing six tutties on Thanksgiving against your Lions. That was the year he broke the record. 49 tutties. Dan Marino's record fallen. Are you surprised? You know, this is a tough one. So, I don't know. I, we talked about how much joy I get from the win on a Thanksgiving day. Um, I got to give it to, it's got to be back in 2013 when, um, we absolutely molly whopped the Green Bay Packers. I'll never forget it. We guys wearing black uniforms that still, week? Yeah, it still resonates with me. Yeah, that was pretty nice. I, I'll never forget that, Evan. Never. I'll, <laughs> I'll die with that memory. Thing is, I do have many Thanksgiving memories of y'all beating us. Like games we were supposed to win, and you guys would just rally. Like you guys would just. I remember Favre getting picked. Like he got picked by Dre Bly, like two or three times one Thanksgiving, and I was just crushed. I was like, "How is Dre Bly picking off Brett Favre?" And this ruined my Thanksgiving. (laughs) 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 But no, I think what stands out for me. I don't know if I remember it, but it just lives on. Is Randy Moss's performance against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. He had like three catches, and I think they all went for touchdowns. It was like three catches, 165 yards, and three touchdowns. There's something crazy. It's just classic Randy Moss. Mm. The Cowboy killer. Yeah, for real. Tim, I'm surprised you didn't talk about the Jerome Bettis coin flip. Heads, I mean tails. I do remember that. That happened Thanksgiving. That was Detroit goes on to win the game in overtime. I forgot about that. Wow. Wow. I might have been like trying to fight off the nap from all the tryptophan or something. (laughs) Definitely. Actually, my favorite of recent was uh, Young Way Koo, the three onside kick game. On Thanksgiving, do y'all remember that? Oh yeah, that was Falcons, and Falcons are down like nineteen or something, and Young Way Koo, just three onside <laughs> kicks like in a row. It's just the craziest thing. I just remember everyone else like you know you eat too much turkey and you're like oh, I'm going to bed at eight o'clock. Like I stayed up 
and like i was trying to explain to people the next morning like yo that game <laughs> like get like, the hell out of here yeah. no way they recovered three onside kick yeah <laughs> slay anything come to mind oh you said the butt fumble that's right that's right that's right butt fumble baby yeah that's right that's right uh two other moments that that are on a lot of people's top 10 list 97 your boy sanders um gets 197 yards on 19 carries 167 yards on 19 carries slices up chicago's defense let's go yeah good old barry and then leon lott fumbles the the block kick in the snow in dallas and uh, miami finds a way to win the game in 97 i think um, that's one of those you it's famous where no one's supposed to touch it leon lott tries to recover it fumbles it goes out of the back of the end zone miami gets it um but that's the top moments we got. Let us know what you guys got, listeners. And uh, we're ready for our random question. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Now, has anybody got one? Because I definitely don't. I feel like we got to do it every turkey day. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? I'm here for it. I'll go first. Mine's a combination. Stuffing <laughs> and gravy. I've never understood stuffing. Like everyone, nobody understands stuffing. It. I just it's don't. the people going. I feel like do you eat stuffing alone? Well, I, I know some people do. I, I put gravy on it, baby. Okay, get that thing. Get that thing moist. <laughs> <laughs> just never understood the concept of stuffing. You know, I gotta go. Green bean casserole. It's a tried and true. Mm. Some people hate it. Some people love it. That's an Give underdog me. for sure. It, it, yeah. it slept on, yeah. Cream and mushroom soup. Mm. All in that green bean. See, I'm a sweet tooth guy. So my mom makes a German chocolate pie with pecans on it. So not quite a pecan pie, but like a German chocolate pie with pecans. And then a French silk chocolate pie. So I'm always eating, but I'm saving room for the for dessert. I'm like, all right, it's not, this is good, but the less I eat now, the more leftovers I have, and then I get to just chow down on pie. That's always my mentality. Danica, you a bad mama, bad mama. <laughs> uh, my favorite's got to be pure spectrum CBD. Oh, boo. <laughs> gummy, you get it in. Use our code Pub Twenty. You feel great after Thanksgiving. Black Friday shopping, you're ready to fight everybody. Uh, no, but honestly, uh, crescent rolls or croissant rolls, however you want to say it. Croissant. 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 And uh, all right, I'm weird. Give me a deep fried turkey. I just love eating the skin. A little Hannibal Lecter in me. All right. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For you guys, shit. I'm going home. Good shit. Hey. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with family and friends and uh, watch some sports, bet on some sports, drink some beer, all that good stuff. And we'll catch you guys Saturday for our college football show. Uh, have one hell of a time. Bye. Have a wonderful time. See ya. And I bet go well. That's pretty good, Fitz. It's getting better every week. Getting there. I got faith in you. <laughs>